0: All right, let's take the Word of God, please, tonight and go to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. I'm thankful for the opportunity to share the Word of God with you tonight and pray that the Lord will help us as we look into His Word. Once you find your place, let's... Just look back to chapter 2, and starting in verse 9. Our primary passage will be chapter 4, as instructed, but let's go back to 2, verse 9, and we'll begin there this evening. The Word of God says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that He, by the grace of God, should taste death, for every man. For it became him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons into glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren, in the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. He also himself likewise took part of the same that through pardon me, that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to succour them that are tempted. Chapter three, verse one. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. Now go with me, please, to chapter four, and we'll begin reading now in verse 12, chapter four, verse 12. It reads, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Verse 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest, that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And may God add his blessing to the reading of the word of God. And let's take a minute here and pray and ask for the Lord's help now. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, the only name that we can have access into thy holy presence. And we thank you, Father, for this privilege to come and worship you. We thank you for the privilege to assemble as believers. We thank you, Father, for the privilege to come and and look into your word. And Father, I thank You for Christ. I thank You for the sacrifice that He has made, that He has truly tasted death for every man. Father, I thank You and praise You for uh, Your church. I thank You uh, that uh, You are the head of Your church. We ask, Father, please, that Thy Spirit would come and work in our hearts. Lord, fill me, guide me. Uh, Please, uh, use me somehow for Thy glory. I pray for each listener tonight that if there's one who is not truly born again, has never uh, believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and been saved. I pray that uh, tonight that, that would be the day of their salvation. Father, I pray for the believer here, uh, those who are your children, Lord, who maybe are feeling the weight of the world, Lord, maybe discouraged, maybe um, have forgotten uh, what a marvelous Savior the Christ is. I pray that tonight our eyes would be fixed back on thee. In Jesus' name, amen. From the reading, you probably guessed maybe possibly what uh, the subject will be tonight. But God willing, I'd like to uh, take this time and look at Christ, our high priest, Christ, our high priest. All throughout the book of Hebrews, we see uh, the writer uh, giving us uh, many different uh, things. But the main theme of this epistle is that Christ is our high priest. Of course, he's writing uh, to uh, Jewish Christians who wanted to go back into their old Jewish traditions who were uh, often caught up with uh, the old ways, the old Jewish tradition that they had been uh, so long steeped in. But the writer challenges them to don't look to the old way, don't look to the old um, system, but to look to Christ. And he compares Christ to Christ is is better than the angels, that Christ is better than Moses, uh, that Christ is indeed the Lord, and He is our high priest. From our study of the Old Testament, we can see uh, that often in Exodus, we see Aaron uh, used of the Lord as the high priest in the beginning of his ministry there with Moses. And we see in chapter 28 uh, that it describes the garments and and the different ceremonies and traditions that Aaron was to minister to the children of israel and and the high priest was uh, israel 's access to God. Uh, the high priest represented God to the people, and of course uh, he represented uh the people to God, he would go into the holy of holies on behalf of the sins of Israel. As we see uh, the different garments, the different ceremonies that he would wear. He was clothed in white raiment. He was uh, clothed uh, with uh, beauty for the Lord. But also he would wear something uh, that was like a breastplate. And on that breastplate was held 12 stones. And those stones represented the tribes of Israel. And those stones were placed right on the breast of the high priest closest to his heart. That high priest would go in bearing the wickedness and the shame and the and the sin of Israel. And he going and bearing, of course, his own sin. He had to go in and make sacrifice uh, the, the, the shedding of blood for his own sin as well. We see the system that God put in, in Israel to help them, the law, to help them see that they We're far, far away from God. That He is high. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. That He is truly God. Our pastor spoke a couple weeks ago about the holiness of God. And Moses, as he often uh, encountered the Lord, at one point uh, when God met with him the second time upon the mount to give him uh, the tablets of stone, uh, God is so holy that Moses could not look upon God. Because he would be destroyed, for God is so glorious and holy could he, that he could not look upon God. And God, as God passed by, he, he held his hand upon Moses and over Moses in the cleft of the rock because he was so holy. And that is who our God is. He is a God of all power and holiness. We cannot just approach to him, but he is truly a God that's set apart. He is not like us. And as our pastor spoke, I was reminded of this passage and we see in verses chapter 28 and 29 that God put in place this high priest to go before the people for God and to go before God for the people. He was the mediator. He was the intercessor. And now we know from the New Testament That no longer are we held to the sacrificial system. No longer do we have to rely on a high priest of a man to go into the presence of God for us. Now we know that Christ Jesus Himself is that high priest. That He, the Son of God, the Son of Man, who is God manifest in the flesh, as 1 Timothy 3.16 tells us. That God sent His only begotten Son That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ, our great high priest, the express image, as Hebrews one tells us, of God. Christ, our high priest. And as we think about this high priest, Christ we know bears the sin of all the world upon him. Christ crucified for sinners. I wonder tonight, as we look at the high priest, as we uh, look, uh, let's go back to Hebrews chapter three, Hebrews chapter three. And as we look at the beginning, the beginning verse of chapter three, the writer gives us an admonition, a challenge. As we look at this high priest, he says in verse one, wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. Christ Jesus. The writer says, hey, consider Christ. Consider the apostle, the high priest. And this this word consider is fix our eyes or our mind upon. It's not just, oh, take a few seconds and, and think about it, but to fix our gaze, to fix our mind, to meditate upon this high priest and what it really means that Christ is our high priest tonight. As we look at this passage As we go now to chapter 4, in the last three verses, we'll be focusing uh, on these last three verses. As we look at this high priest, we think of uh, all the sin that Israel uh, had had done and how the high priest had to continually go before the Lord. And now Christ Jesus, our high priest, He went in one time, the Word of God tells us, and He sprinkled His own blood on that mercy seat. He shed his own blood. As we see in Scripture, there's many references to this uh, this atonement that he's done. Romans chapter 8, after he um, has has done this, he he died on the cross, he he was buried, he was risen again, and he ascended up into the heavens. Romans chapter 8, verse 34 says, Christ is at the right hand of God. Whoever maketh intercession for us. Oh, often we talk about how Christ, He came, right, as a, as a, a lowly man. Isaiah 53 tells us uh, many things about the Lord and His humanity. That He came bearing the sin and the reproach. Our sin and reproach. That He was made. That He was, he was reckoned. He was counted with the, the transgressors. He humbled Himself for the sinners. Notice as we uh, we look, uh, uh, pardon me, Hebrews chapter seven, verse twenty-five tells us that Christ now ever lives to make intercession for us. So Christ came, He died upon the cross, He's risen again, and now He's ascended and at the right hand of God. And you may ask, what is Christ doing today? Yes, we know that uh, He's uh, preparing a home for us in heaven. But much more even than that, that Christ is now making intercession for us. Christ is praying for you and I this, this day. What an amazing thought. Christ is praying for you. If you are a child of God, if you are trusting in the shed blood of Jesus Christ alone for salvation tonight, Christ is praying for you. In John, 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, we read, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and He is the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. What does that word advocate mean? One who pleads another's cause, an intercessor. Christ now is seated at the right hand of the Father, Praying for you. He is our advocate. He is uh, praying for us to the Father. Chapter 9 of Hebrews, verse 24, Christ entered into heaven to appear in the presence of God for us. As we look at this passage, let's go now to verse 14. We know that uh, we've read and we've heard that Christ is our high priest. No other could be that kind of high priest. Aaron and all the other high priests, they had a birthday and they had a death day, did they not? Uh, they did, were not uh, eternal. But Christ, the word it says, ever liveth to make intercession for us. He is at the right hand. He knows no end. Verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Notice he says, seeing then we have a great high priest, greater than all the other priests that Israel had, Christ Jesus. Notice he says, has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, as we know, the high priest would go in once a year into the holy of holies where no other man could go. And he went in with the blood to sprinkle it on the mercy seat to atone for the sins of the people. As we know, as I said, Christ Jesus did that for us, but notice it says he not only has done that, but as it were that He has passed now into the heavens into the Holy of Holies with God. And there He is making intercession for us now. I wonder tonight as we think about this, this wonderful truth that Christ is our, our High Priest. We could never get to God on our own merit, our own righteousness. We have no righteousness. But if we've been born again, Christ's righteousness is placed on our account. We're going with Him to God. He is our advocate. He stands with us to speak to God. What a marvelous truth. I wonder if you don't know the Savior tonight, then you have no access to God but by Jesus Christ. Maybe you've been trying to get to God by uh, working uh, good works. Maybe by attending a church. Maybe uh, giving towards the church. Maybe uh, giving to charity or doing good things for the poor. All of those are wonderful things, but they cannot get us to God. There is only one mediator between God and man, and that's the man Christ Jesus. Are you coming to God by Christ? There's no other way. Will you cast yourself upon Christ tonight? Will you give Him your life? Will you confess your sin, repent of your sin, and turn to Christ alone? He is truly that great high priest that has passed into the heavens. And now, for those who are placing their trust and faith in Him, He is making intercession for them. With this wonderful news, with this marvelous news, the writer says, because Christ is this great High Priest, let us hold fast our profession. Let us hold fast our profession. If Christ is this mediator, He came to earth as a prophet, as the Apostle, our great apostle. In chapter 3, verse 1, it says he would consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. He came as a prophet, did he not? He came and he went to heaven as a priest. And he will come again one day, as it has been said, as the King of kings and Lord of lords. Because of this, may we hold fast our profession of faith, our testimony. Notice it does not say, let's hold fast our salvation, for as we know, that it is only Christ who can do such a thing. In John chapter 10, we're told that. He says, hold fast our confession, our witness, our testimony, not to be done in our own strength. As we read in Hebrews chapter 11, we see a list. Of those who held fast their profession of faith, and as we read down, we see uh, those who trusted and hoped in God. Now uh, verse 11, pardon me, chapter eleven, verse one says, "Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things." which do appear. These men, all these men and women lived by faith. They held fast their profession of faith. And I wonder tonight as we think about our high priest, we think about what Christ is doing for us, what He's done for us, what He is doing for us right now, interceding for us and what He will do in coming again. Are you holding fast your profession tonight? Often we... Read in Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, we read uh, that we're to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. Paul also says, take heed lest we fall. May we never deny Him. May we hold fast to our high priest. I wonder tonight, As we think about maybe a mountain climber who's free climbing and he's preparing himself, no doubt he's he's trained himself. And as he climbs up that cliff, he must hold fast to every groove. I wonder as we think about, yes, we know that Christ holds our salvation, but as we live this life, often we're tempted and tried, are we not? I wonder, are we taking with such carefulness as that climber climbs that steep bridge? Are we walking in the Christian life with that kind of carefulness tonight? Are we holding fast our profession of faith? Notice as we continue in verse 15, our high priest, it's the only way we can come to the Father. Jesus Christ, verse 15, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we were, yet without sin. Notice that wonderful verse that we read. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Often we think, well, we know that Christ was the Son of God. God in flesh. The perfect manifestation of God. But yet... As Philippians 2 says, that he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. He was God in the flesh. He was tired. Uh, He got weary. He got hungry. He wept. He was truly a man. What a marvelous thing that this uh, truth that our high priest knows what we're going through. It says here that And this is an intimate term that he is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Do you remember, as in the beginning of the Gospels, as Christ was tempted in the wilderness by the devil? And each time the devil came to him, trying to get him to worship the devil. But yet Christ came back every time with the Word of God. He was tempted. In all points as we are. Yet without sin. That is why he can be our high priest. Aaron was not sinless. The high priest. All throughout the lineage of Israel. All those men. Were sinful. But yet there arose one. Greater than all. Christ Jesus our high priest. He endured suffering. He endured temptation. He endured physical and spiritual ailment. But we see that he was tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Tonight, as we think about this, may that bring comfort to our hearts that we can approach unto this high priest because he knows exactly what we're going through when you're in the midst of temptation and trial, when you're in the midst of persecution, we can rely upon our great high priest because he knows exactly what we're going through. As our mediator, he has in himself all the righteousness and fitness that, uh, that we require. You may come boldly to him even now. He waits to reconcile you unto God by his blood. Mr. Spurgeon said the priests were ones who inspected the lepers and were a true brother to the people. As we know that when Christ, uh, during his earthly ministry, often when he healed uh, different people, he would send them to the priest after the Mosaic law. The priests were those who uh, often dealt with maybe the worst of humanity. And yet Christ... So much better of a high priest comes and he knows our infirmities and he is touched with our infirmities. I wonder tonight, as we think about our high priest, knowing this, we've seen, first of all, he's our great high priest that's passed into the heavens, making intercession for us. Even now, because of that, let's hold fast. Christ ever lives for us. Truly, we can live now for Him by God's help. Now that we've seen Christ as Him, He knows our infirmities. He's touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. And because of that, now what does the writer say? He says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. What a wonderful invitation that we have to come to Christ. To come before the presence of God. As we think about the high priest and his work, as we think about how he was the mediator between God and man, the only way that man could get to God, Christ, our only way to God, He's holy. He's faithful. And yet, in verse 16, he says, let us come boldly. Or in other words, come freely. We have direct access to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Imagine with me, maybe you've heard the illustration uh, that maybe you had a direct line to a great ruler or a great emperor. Maybe the queen. or Maybe uh, some prime minister. You had direct access to call them at any time, anywhere. We have, through our great high priest, such access into the throne of grace, to the God of gods and the Lord of lords. May we be encouraged tonight to come boldly into the throne of grace. And why uh, why can we come? Because of Christ. And when we come, what do we find? We find, first of all, mercy. Mercy. All of us need mercy, don't we? Even in our Christian life. We fail, we mess up. That's why the writer says, hold fast your profession. Be faithful. We need mercy. But what else do we find? In the throne room of grace, we find indeed grace. 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 The heavenly blessing. Have you experienced that mercy and grace and presence of our Lord and Savior? Have you experienced the presence of the Lord? Notice He says, Come, come boldly, not because of anything you are, not because of me, not because of anything to do with us, but come because you have a high priest. Whoever liveth to make intercession for you, Christ Jesus. And come and find mercy and grace. Notice, to help in time of need. Are you a brother or sister tonight in a time of need? There's no one who knows your need better than the high priest, Jesus Christ. For as we read in verse 15, He knows the feeling of our infirmities. He knows our pain. He knows our suffering. Are you in a time of need this evening? Will you come and cling to Christ? Will you come boldly tonight? Will you uh, stop listening to the accuser of the brethren, Satan himself, and the forces of hell who accuse you and say, Oh, you cannot go in. But no, if you are Christ, you have direct access into the throne room of grace. And may we come tonight. May we be comforted tonight to know, as we've seen, that Christ is our High Priest. And because Christ is our great High Priest who has passed into the heavens and is making intercession for us, may we hold fast our profession tonight. Are you wavering? Are you as the waves of the sea back and forth? Oh, make Christ. Uh, may you set and consider your gaze. Set your gaze. Consider Christ. Christ. Our high priest. Are you going through a time of need? Are you feeling helpless? Are you tempted? Are you tried? Come to the high priest. For he is the only one who truly knows what you're going through. And when you come, you will find mercy and grace to help in that time of need. Let's bow our heads and pray this evening. Our Father, I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. I thank you that Christ indeed is that high priest. And Father, I ask that you'd help all of us, Lord, to come boldly. Oh, may we not look back to how we used to be. May we look to Christ. May we come with boldness to find that mercy and grace to help in time of need. Father, I thank you for Jesus Christ, our high priest. Thank you, Father, that no doubt we are close to thy heart. As the names, the children of Israel were close to the high priest's heart. Help us, Father, to draw nigh to thee, knowing that thou, O God, draw nigh to us. There is one here tonight who is not truly born again. Oh, Father, I pray that they would run to Christ. We pray this in His name.